Hi guys, welcome to our fifth episode of Caranel Lifestyle Podcast. It's me, Carrington Garland, and I'm with Jordan. Hello everybody, we are so excited to be back for another episode. Before we get started, we actually want to thank our sponsor, Pops Resale. Yeah, Pops is a great place to get like vintage records, clothes, a bunch of like fun stuff. So I would definitely check it out. Today we're going to be talking about our personality test, which I am so, so excited Oh, yes. Like, I just love personality tests. I love, like, diving deep into who I am as a person. I'm, like, obsessed with finding out who I am. It's so weird. Exactly. Anything that can just, like, explain who I am just fascinates me. doesn't matter if it is a BuzzFeed quiz on what chocolate bar I associate with the most. I love it. I feel that. We took two different personality tests that we're going to share with you today. The first one being Myers-Briggs. So it began with Catherine Cook Briggs and her daughter Isabel Briggs Myers in the United States in the early to mid um, 20th century. Briggs was really inspired to research personality type theory when she met Isabel, her daughter's future husband, Clarence. (laughs) Interesting name. She noticed he had a very different way of seeing the world and intrigued her enough to start a literature review to understand the different temperaments. I think that's so weird how she met her like future son-in-law and was like, I'm going to do a personality test because you're weird. Can you even imagine the (laughs) mother-in-law? Literally, like, the way you perceive the world is weird, so, like, I need to do an experiment. The daughter's like, um, okay. (laughs) No, literally. (laughs) Can you leave him alone, please? But World War II was a huge influence on the project's development, and Myers believed that if people understood each other better, then they'd work together better and there'd be less conflict, and the the post-war world would be, like, a much better place. Um, she was determined to find a way to give people access to their psychological type, and this led to the idea of type indicator, and she dedicated the rest of her life to its development. She spent the next 20 years developing questions and validating the instrument and the theory, and the instrument was first published in 1962, which I think is interesting. She literally devoted wow. her whole entire life to this. Wow. But I mean, the way she... Her goal, honestly, was successful. Were, oh, were people yeah. working together in a post-war world? Like, not even in just that, but us working together. After we took this and we kind of talked about it a little bit, seeing how we were working together and seeing how we communicate with each other is so, so interesting. No, it really is. I really like that she did this. Like, I feel like people really like things like this. So, like, I don't think this is ever going to be something that, like, goes out of fashion. Like, it's always going to be talked about. Yeah, I completely agree because it's so helpful, really. Mm -hmm. So, I am a INTJ, so I'm an architect, which it's really interesting to read both your strengths and weaknesses and how you are in relationships and what career you need to be. It's so interesting because it lines up a little too perfectly for my liking. Oh, yeah, a little too on the nose sometimes. <laughs> so my strengths include that I'm rational, informed, independent, and determined, which if any of you know me and have seen my Google Calendar, <laughs> you know that's not far off. Yeah, for me, I am INFPT, and the T means I'm like a turbulent mediator. So like I'm really idealistic. My strengths are that I'm empathetic, generous, open-minded, creative, and passionate. But, like, my weaknesses, like, are so aggressive. (laughs) Like, they really attack me with these. It's kind of hard to read your weaknesses, really. Because 
you do know that they're there that to some degree, but I mm-hmm. almost view them more of things you could work on or things you can just be aware of and yeah. not necessarily weakness is a very strong word oh, or yeah, harsh word. It is. But I completely see that you're idealistic. Even when we talk podcast topics and we brainstorm, and obviously this is a very creative process, um, you are always, I mean, just the things that you think of when we're like completely unrelated are just so, so random things. but it's so, I mean, I'm pretty sure you had the idea for this podcast. So like it makes complete sense. So, you know, oh, thank you. Of thank course, you. of course. But my weaknesses, oh my gosh, <laughs> I am arrogant, apparently, and dismissive, dismissive, excuse me, of emotions, which I can definitely see. I'm a more numbers, facts person, which maybe that's, that's you know. You're just logical. I don't see you as I arrogant, am logical. though. I see you as very just, like, confident and, like, reassuring of yourself. Okay. I don't see you as arrogant at all. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. Arrogance has such, a, like, a negative connotation for some reason. What's your weaknesses? (laughs) Oh my gosh, my weaknesses? Oh gosh, okay. Unrealistic, self-isolating, which I do love being by myself, I'm not going to lie. Unfocused, which I do get off topic. Emotionally vulnerable, which eh. And then self-critical, very self-critical, which I definitely agree with. The only one I could remotely see is unfocused, but maybe that's just because when we talk, we go on 27,000 oh different yes. tangents that I are, we never have a focused conversation. Know. We know when we sit down to record these episodes or to brainstorm or to work together, it is going to be like a two hour ordeal and oh, there is no, yeah. nothing less than that. And we literally have like seven different conversations in like one sitting. Literally. we have. I mean, trying to write down our notes and brainstorm ideas is like impossible because when we read them back, we're like, where are we going with that? No, honestly, I don't even know. It's so funny though I I thoroughly enjoy it but what I think is very interesting is how I am in friendships this is literally a direct quote I am not everyone's cup of tea oh my gosh aggressive (laughs) I think it's really funny because I mean maybe it is true I have a very strong personality so I I'm not ashamed of it but I apparently am not always easy to befriend but when I am I'm incredibly loyal and I value intellect honesty and self-improvement that's so weird because I felt like you were so easy to get along with when I first met you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. For me with friendships, like, I crave alone time and it literally says that. But, like, when I have friends, I like, like, close-knit friendships. Like, I like small friendship groups. Absolutely. I think I have that. I think I have the exact same thing. And I think it's so funny that like, so I really value self-improvement because we are literally doing like a lifestyle podcast of us exploring Mm -hmm. different ways to like improve yourself and better the community, et cetera, et cetera, which is so, so neat. The final thing that we explored in the Myers-Briggs is the career paths. Oh yeah. For me, it's literally something that like this personality type they want to do in their everyday life, but like they don't want stress and they don't want drama. Which I feel like you're going to have in, like, literally any work environment ever. So that makes me nervous. Possible jobs are, like, counseling, psychology, performing arts, writing, freelance writing. So, wow. like, kind of, like, on the nose because, like, I'm a journalism major yeah. and I, like, want to do that. Mine literally says that I want something that will be my entire life. Oh, and gosh. I have the creativity and vision to make important contributions in any workplace. Wow. That's really good. They get certainly get this was really freaky. They mm-hmm. certainly give them a leg up if they choose to start their own business. And if you do not know Ooh. me, I am in the I'm, I'm studying business, finance and management. So it's crazy. Oh my gosh, maybe this is just like fame. Maybe you need to start your own nonprofit. Maybe you need to start your own business. I love that. <laughs> there are also a lot of famous people within the INFPT 
personality type. Those people happen to be Princess Diana. My oh. mom loves Princess Diana. <laughs> um, obsessed with Princess Diana. For all of the royal weddings, we had to get up. She would wake me up in Stop. the middle of the morning. Like, it was, like, 5 in the morning, and we'd watch all of the, like, royal weddings. I, I hated that. it. I hated it. Oh, okay. No, I hated it. But I did love Princess Diana. She was a queen. Um, Audrey Hepburn. Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Wow. And then William Shakespeare. Oh, and also Isabel Briggs, which is the daughter of the creator. Oh, my god! created the test. That is so interesting. Yeah. My famous people that are INTJs are Ruth Bader Ginsburg, my gal, RBG. I'm so excited about we that. We love her. Bill Gates, pretty interesting. Stephen Hawking and Sir Isaac Newton. Ooh, a lot of intellectual. Apparently. Oh, gosh. Uh, your personality type's so smart. I love it. <laughs> we also did an anagram personality type. This was it. We wanted to compare and contrast to see if they kind of were similar. So to give you guys a little bit of background about, like, what the anagram test is and, like, how it came about, it actually comes from the Greek words ena, which means nine, and gramos, which means, like, a written or drawn symbol. Yeah, and it was born out of, like, an ancient tradition that, like, came into the modern world in 1915 as, like, a human development system by a philosopher named George Gerdedjeff. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a last no, name. No, it's crazy. In the late 1960s, Oscar Acaso, founder of the Arica School, planned nine personality types around the anagram diagram. And it just, like, became world-renowned. Like, it became, like, invested in, like, modern psychology, which is crazy. That's so interesting that both really came out in a similar era. I mean, I'm sure there's history to that, which is so, so fascinating. Currently, they are actually an educational nonprofit called the Narrative Anagram. Um, And they are dedicated to transferring lives and creating a more compassionate world, according to their mission statement. Um, They have presented anagram test trainings in 16 countries worldwide and have world-renowned teachers and staff so for me my anagram was four wing five so like anagram four is like the individualist the romantic like but like four wing five is like this free spirit slash the bohemian and if you don't know to like give a little description on what the diagram looks like it's kind of like a big pie that they cut into nine slices and so your wings are your strongest out of the one that's next to yours so Mm -hmm. for instance you are a four and your wing is five yeah okay and then i'm an eight and my wing is seven so my seven is higher than my nine my nine was like (laughs) barely there i was like oh okay i guess i'm not it was like the protector or something. Yeah. I don't even know. But my eight is I am a challenger, Ooh. which is really interesting because um, some of these key personality traits are the exact same as the other ones. So independent, energetic, busy, busy and determined. Yeah, I got like a lot of the same ones too, like introspective, creative, very perceptive. And I think I like people watching. I love people watching so much. I do too, especially outside the problem. student center. Oh, oh my yes. gosh. Perfect place. Perfect Perfect place place for people watching. Yes. What really interesting about my anagram was that I only make up 15% of the population. That's crazy. Or 12, and 12% of of that 15% is women. Isn't that crazy? No, that's literally crazy. I would have like, I would have never thought that. Me either. What's really interesting is some of the common jobs include an entrepreneur, a politician, and a lawyer. That's really cool. Which have been all three of my dream jobs growing up. Oh my God, I love that for you so much. (laughs) 
Yeah, for me, like, a lot of the jobs were, like, actor, writer, videographer, which, like, I want to get into documentaries. I want to be a writer. So, like, it really fits, which is, like, interesting. So some of the famous people for, like, Four Wing Five, ooh, Vincent Van Gogh, the man who cut off his ear for his lover. Wow, I love being compared to him. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Bob Dylan, we love Bob Dylan. Johnny Depp, love that man. Literally love that man. Oh my gosh, how neat. Mine are Kamala Harris, Serena Ooh. Williams, MLK, and the queen herself, Queen Latifah. Okay, those are good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, I was not expecting Queen Latifah, but I'm here no, for me it. either. Especially, I love Kamala. Like, oh. I could so see it now. The politician in you just, like, popping out. <laughs> of course. So there's also a section where you can read about your relationship with the different personality types. So we thought it would be really fun to see how we work together Mm -hmm. as four and eight. Um, This is so hilarious. (laughs) This can be one of, it literally says, direct quote, this can be one of the most creative relationship couplings, although it is also one of the most inherently volatile. We love to see it. We love to see it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to see if, you know, this relationship goes south. Just kidding. Um, it's so it, we are both intense and have strong emotional responses. Oh, I could definitely see that. What I think is also really interesting, though, is that we can both feel that the other can meet their intensity and will not be boring. I see, love that. That's good. Like we have good banter, so like it, it shows. So it shows. true. Hence the podcast. Oh yeah. Here are some issues that can arise out of both of these like personality oh, types being together. So both types take a certain pride in having a large. A larger-than-life quality about them. Um, eights in their larger-than-life willpower and quest for control. And fours in their larger-than-life emotions and in their quest for self-expression. That's really interesting. Wow. Why it's did they just really attack true. us? It's really true, no, though. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling a little attacked. I'm not attacked. I'm just really surprised oh, because yeah. I can see it showing up in a relationship so many times. Like, I mean, yeah. the way that I, my quest for control, let me tell you, when we have meetings, I am yeah. always the first to make the meeting agenda. Oh, yeah. She lays it out. I love it. It's so organized. The first time I came to a meeting with the meeting agenda, Carrington was shook. We spent the first 20 minutes going over to the agenda because I had it color-coded, links inserted, embedded, lo- like, all organized. And Carrington's like, oh, my God, I'm just so excited. This is just so great. No, because I'm so unorganized, so, like, I never would have done that. I would have just, like, taken little notes on, like... Yeah, and then she's so free-spirited and is so creative that I'm like, where am I going to put that on my agenda? Hold on, let me write, <laughs> let me, let me, I have to add a notes column. <laughs> oh, one thing it does say, though, is that, like, we both, like, crave freedom, which I think is really interesting. I completely agree, because that's, I mean, I, I know we relate everything back to our podcast, but I think that, you know, free speech and, and the way that we just freely talk to each other and talk about everything. and Yeah, it's awesome because, like, we both, like, offer, like, different perspectives, which is, like, great when, like, two different perspectives can, like, come together and just, like, talk. A com- op- completely opposite oh, personalities, yeah. apparently. It's amazing. We love to see. I didn't think we were this opposite. I know, me either. <laughs> Honestly, you wouldn't be able to tell the way that we work together and the way that yeah. we respond. And I think what's really beautiful is that we do complement each other yeah. in different. We are very different, but we do complement each other in that way. and I guess opposites attract or something we love to see it honestly after taking this I think it's so so important oh no it's so important to take tests like these because I feel like they like give you an insight how to like 
how like you connect with the world and like how you interact with other people and like how they'll interact with you. Absolutely. And how to respect them at where they're at and who they are. Like, to be honest, I had an inkling that I was introverted, but always thought that was like something wrong is that I wasn't Mm -hmm. introverted or I wasn't loud and I wasn't, you know, like out of the box crazy. But I know that, you know, I like being around people, but not for an extended period of time. And I do not get my energy simply from people. I have to be alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like I have to like recharge. Like I literally will like tuck myself away in my room and like watch movies or like read and I just like need to recharge because people will like be draining me they drain me yeah another thing I found really interesting is you kind of can pull away some of what you really value through taking these tests yeah like how I said earlier I really value honesty and intelligence and a continuation of personal development Mm -hmm. which I could definitely see in many aspects of myself and is what I look for in other people to challenge that about me And I feel like I value just, like, being free and just, like, kind of doing whatever I want, but also, like, staying true to, like, my own passions. And I feel like that comes across a lot in, like, anagram type and, like, my Myers-Briggs type because, like, we're dreamers. We're we're just out there trying to figure things out for ourselves, and I really like it. And coincidentally, when you're in a situation, you really can reflect back and think, is this for my interests? Is this what, you know— I think is true to myself or is it for someone else exactly and I think in you know today's day and age where there's like so many things happening so many ways that you can collect information and filter it through um, it's great to kind of know exactly where your home base is and where your roots are and who you are as a person Mm -hmm. and plus like knowing yourself as a person like self-knowledge is like so important and like just accepting yourself for like who you are because there's so many people out there who like don't like things about them and like it causes them to have like a lot of like negative self-image but I think like things like these tests like these like help you embrace just like who you are like fundamentally as a human being and I think that's like really important I agree yourself I completely agree and finding that acceptance behind that of like these are my weaknesses I am you know I am dismissive of emotions sometimes (laughs) so I know that's my sticking point so I know when I communicate with someone I need to make sure that I they feel their emotions are validated and I am listening to them and respecting them because I know deep down I am but the way it comes across is I'm very logical black and white you know like Mm -hmm. you know I don't live in the gray area yeah yeah I definitely feel that like I'm self-isolating people might think that I don't like them but literally it's just me personally sure which is so, so interesting. And I guess it's kind of also tells you to meet someone where they're at. And yeah. you don't necessarily know. Um, you can't take it as something that's harsh or rude because it mm-hmm. literally could be a part of their personality. Exactly, exactly. Like, you never know what someone else is, like, going through, like, at a specific moment in time. Personally, I know after this test, I will definitely refine some of my personal goals and my professional goals and kind of reevaluate on do they align with my own self-interest and my values. That's really interesting. I was really just going to use it to see how I, like, interact in my day-to-day life. <laughs> like, I'm going to see if, like, I'm, like, self-isolating when I'm with my roommates. That's so interesting. It's the personal I'm... development no, in me I... that we, li- literally the way that just came across. And I was like, I'm going to realign my life. And, and like, I was yeah, like, I just kind of want to see. Yeah, I just, like, want to interact with my roommates, see if I catch myself being unfocused. It's so <laughs> funny oh my gosh well anyways thank you guys so so much for joining us we have been so happy to have you Mm -hmm. before we go we do want to let you know what is happening on campus 
some things that are going on on campus are on the 6th, there's the blue and white breakfast. On the 7th is homecoming vibes. On the 8th is breaking barriers with crazy rich Asians. And on the 11th is the cosmopolitan catwalk, which I am so excited for that. Wait, cosmopolitan catwalk. That sounds so fun. But I know many people actually in KRNL and on the staff are going to be walking in that. So you should definitely go check them out. Oh no, definitely go check it out. Support the KRNL staff, guys. They work so hard. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode. We had such a fun time talking about our personalities. Stay tuned for our next one. Our next episode, which is actually going to be Carrington's episode. Yes, I'm talking to the president of Collegiate Curls, which is like a hair care group on campus, and they're super, super cool, and I'm really excited about that. Stay tuned. I cannot wait. Have an amazing rest of your week, guys. Bye, Bye, guys.